Welcome back to the ball, episode number 14. It's uh, mid season, and I thought it would be good if we gave out some mid season awards. Better um, than good. What it's do you think be about that? No, I think it's a great idea. Okay, okay, good. So, we both have our own set of uh, players and teams to give awards to. We're going to go player of the year, team of the year best performance by team and player so those are going to be two separate awards there to give out best manager of the year so far game of the season which was a little bit hard to come to to think of and we're going to go goal of the season to round it out now brian why don't you start things off well before we get into the categories i want to just say how awesome this premier league season's been thus far i think this is one of the tightest seasons from top to bottom you know since the premier league began was formed in 1992 so you know there's lots to talk about and i think this is really cool which which category do we want to lead off with sue let's do let's start off with team of the year who's your team of the year so far well thus far we got to go straight to the top of the table. The team that's taken over, and that's Manchester United. When's the last time we were able to say that Manchester United was at the top of the table? Okay. It's been a while. Now, I'm not going to go as far to say that, you know, we're back in the days with Paul Scholes, Rio Fernandez, and Wayne Rooney back on the pitch, but they've been looking good. Do you think they maintained this form? Because they've only had one draw in the last five, and they got the win today versus Burnley. Paul Pogba um, getting on the score sheet. Do you think they keep trending upwards or uh, they kind of level off you? Yeah. You know, I still rate um, a couple teams higher than them personally, you know, whether that's City or Liverpool. And I don't think Chelsea's hit their full stride. But this isn't just this half season that they've been keeping up this form. Dating back to January of the previous season, if we take the standings from then till now, they would still be at the top of the table. So they've really been performing, you know, ever since last year at this point and you know there's been a lot of talk about uh at least for me in the beginning of the season it seemed like they weren't playing well or maybe it was just because of the games in hand that was kind of messing up the table a little bit and i even heard talks of oh is uh Alligana Socha the right manager for Man U? but now it seems like uh, things are leveling off you know i think we're looking at the eye test a lot of those games where they haven't looked incredibly incredibly prolific but they have been pulling out the results so you've got Manu, team of the year. That's true. Now, who's your player of the year? Well, I got to go with the player that's really propelled them to be the, the team that they are right now, and that's Bruno Fernandes. Now, you know, a lot of people are going to point to a lot of his production on the score sheets coming from the penalty spot, but he's been much more of a player than that. You know, he's the one, I think he's up there with the most chances created, and he's the one that's really putting Man U in those spots. And it was his signing last January that really pushed him to the next level. He has been playing playing very, very well. Um, I did not expect him to play this well, honestly, when they, when he signed. He was kind of, he was well known, but let's be honest. He wasn't a world-class player before he came to Man U. And uh, he was, you know, he was heard of. But now I feel like he's really establishing himself as one of the best midfielders in the world. Yeah, without a doubt. So you've got Bruno, player of the year. Best performance by team so far? Who do you think that is? Best performance by a team. I'm going to have to give it to Tottenham against City earlier this year. 
you know, that's where we really saw Mourinho on full display with his tactics, you know, bunkering in, but being able to spring on that counterattack. You know, at the beginning of the season, we didn't think anybody would be able to stop Son and Kane. And, you know, that's the game that really showcased it. It was one, also one of the best games of the season as well. Every time you see those two styles come up together, I feel like that also made the game even better. Pep, obviously, he loves to play that flourishing attacking football. And Mourinho, he's kind of gets uh, the reputation for being defensive. Although, if you look at his uh, teams in the past, like the Madrid team, they set some incredible uh, goal records. Obviously, it helps having Ronaldo and Benzema in, in, your, in your squad. But, um, you know, very conflicting styles and I feel like that really helped that game, and so it was a great performance by Tottenham. I feel like that's the game Moyberg um, really came out and came to prominence. Yeah, it absolutely was. He was him and Sissoko in the middle there really allowed Mourinho to play that style and it really showed what they're capable of. Okay, so who's your best uh, player performance so far in a game? Player performance for that, I gotta go with James Ward-Prowse from Southampton. Okay, this is this this is what happened uh, last week only, right? No, this was from earlier in the year. This was in a, a match on November first against Aston Villa. Oh, you've been keeping your eye on Prowse. I thought you just discovered him uh, after. Oh no, 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 no! I've had my eye on him, and you know, in that match, he scored a pair of stunning free kicks for the goal. And then on the third, which was eventually the winner of the match, he was the one that played the crucial ball in for the assist. You know, I've been sleeping on Prowse. I will not sleep on Prowse anymore. You have him as the best performance of the year. I've got to, I've got to keep my eyes open on Prowse now. That and he might be the best dead ball player in the league. That might be, you know, making quite the statement with the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kevin De Bruyne, but he's converting at a high level. Man, you're putting him up against. That's that's a, that's quite the players you're comparing him to there. Yeah, just just for free kicks. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Had to clear that up. Okay, so you've got Prowse. Nice. Now, who's your manager of the year? Now, th this one was also tough, but I got to stay on the same thread. You know, he's probably had the most controversy at arguably the highest profile club in the league. It's Ole Gunnar Solkjaer. Okay. You know, a lot of people were critical of Manu in the transfer window, not picking people up. Um, you know, he's dealt with egos like Paul Pogba and, you know, having to combat contracts like Harry Maguire's. But he's able to pull together and obviously top of the table been surging since january which was about when he took over the team as well i believe oh yeah and that's right after the big psg win and he was just getting himself settled into into the team and when you're managing a big club like that you've also got to give him props for keeping the noise out because once you if you lose one game you're the worst team in the world if you win one you're the best team in the world so he kept a level head so big big ups to big ups to all the goodness Socia. Well, no coach has succeeded since Sir Alex Ferguson left. You know, great managers like the likes of Mourinho and others have come and gone. But it seems like they're back on track. So you've got Socia going as manager mid-season so far. What about game of the season? And this one's a bit uh, difficult to think of. There's been a lot of games, uh, so I don't know if you have a lot to choose from as far as great games so what, what do you think was has been the game of this game of the mid-season so far you know it's tough like you said you know with such a tight table there's been a lot of great matches you know the one that's sticking out to my mind maybe just because i watched this team more than any it's probably liverpool against leeds in that opener you know both teams 
you know the champion of the Premier League and the champion of the championship coming together. What was that? Four three. Four to three. So it was a barn burner. Lots of goals. It was end to end. You know, both very attack minded sides, both looking to score. Um, and it and it came out. It produced. Okay. Okay. Was your what? What's your what's your goal of the season? Now, goal of the season for me, I'm gonna have to give it to Patrick Bamford. Um, so it was it was the day of his hat trick. I believe it was also uh, against Aston Villa, uh, much like uh, James Ward-Prowse. But he, like I said, he had two goals earlier in the match, and then he collected the ball in traffic inside the box. He had four different defenders surrounding him, and he was able to find a pocket of space, curled his left foot around, and found the top corner. It was brilliant. I still don't understand how you can be so good that you're doing that in the and just in the center of the box basically was that against Chelsea who was that against that was it was against Villa it was against Villa man he was sitting there just relaxing had a cup of tea everything all the commotion going around and just placed it in the corner there on his left foot it was that was an incredible goal that was an incredible goal okay so run us run, run us down your uh, uh your your mid-season award so player of the year you had Bruno Team of the year, you've got Man U. Best performance by team, you had Tottenham versus City. Uh, best performance player, you had Prowse. I'm going to keep my eye on Prowse. Uh, manager of the year so far, you've got Aligona Socha. Game of the season, you've got... Uh, Liverpool versus Leeds. Yep, Liverpool versus Leeds. And then finally, goal, goal of the season, you gave it to Patrick Bamford. Very, very respectable picks. I, can, I, I can't really disagree with any of those. Now, my player of the year, I gave it to Harry Kane. Now, when a man has 10 goals, and the man also has 11 assists, right? We've played 17 matches so far, and he's got 34% of the team's goals in the Premier League. He also has 45% of the team's assists. So this man is producing out of this world, uh, within the team as well, you know, and a couple of weeks ago, near the beginning of the season, I was even flirting with the idea that he might be the best striker in the world. And actually, funny story, I, po- I posted that in the Spurs Reddit, and uh, obviously the Spurs fans were, were, were like, hey, that's not crazy to think. Kane is the best player in the world. And they started comparing him to Lewandowski, and they, they, they hey, I was reading these I was, these comments. I said, hmm, this is very interesting what they're saying. They tried to bring into uh, the conversation the challenge or the difficulty of the leagues. So they're saying Lewe scores more goals because the Bundesliga is less difficult, which, sure, yeah, I would agree with that. But I feel like the level of production Kane is doing in the in the Premier League is not just because of the league difference I feel like it's just because he's a great player and um, he's good but I don't know if I'd put him uh, above Laywave in the Premier League sure he's the best striker in the world Um, what do you think about that Laywave and Harry Kane comparison you think it's a fair comparison to make I still think Lewandowski is more prolific than Kane Um, I think in terms of just pure goal scorer mentality Lewandowski is always in the right spot um, and just technical ability too. Oh, yeah. he, he's strong. 
he's a better hold up player as well. I, I, I definitely rate Lewandowski higher than Kane, but Kane has been fantastic. When it comes to the Premier League and when we're talking midseason, Harry Kane for me is my player of the season. Now, what do you what, what do you want to what do you want to know next? What do you want to know next? I'm I'm real curious to hear what your uh, team of the season is. Okay, so my t- my t- my team of the year so far Southampton. Right, so think about it. Southampton has 29 points through 17 games. This time last year, they only had 15 points through 17 games. And I know you ball listeners are fantastic at math, so. That's a 93% uh, increase from last season. And, I mean, when you're doing that, I have no choice but to give you the team of the season, mid-season so far. Just based on uh, how they're performing relative to last season, I've got to give to Southampton. I, I have to because even, uh, I know you know this pretty pretty closely, they beat Liverpool and when's the last time that happened, you know, so... I've got to give it to Southampton. No, they absolutely have been the surprise of the season. Um, Danny Ings has emerged as a star in this league. And, you know, like we've already talked about, James Ward-Prowse, he's fantastic. I think, given your logic, I also want to give a shout-out. This was my most improved team had to go to Aston Villa. They were one spot away from relegation last year. And, you know, early in the year, we had them in the, amongst our top five of the ball power rankings. That's true. That's quite the leap. That's quite the leap. Now, going along, since I'm on Southampton, mm-hmm. um, whenever you can show such an increase between one season, I feel like the manager has a role to play in that. So I'm going to give it to Ralph. I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name, but it's Ralph. Right, I think he's from, I'm not sure where he's from, some Central European country with this kind of last name. But, I mean, what can you say? 29 points through 17 games, maybe it's not equivalent to like a Man U or a Liverpool, but given with given the team and the style that he employed, I feel like it's working and he deserves some credit. So I got to give him the manager of the season so far. Ralphie's been fantastic. And, you know, Southampton, if they continue this, they might outlive their reputation as just a farmer's team for other teams throughout the Premier League. That's true. It's, it's, let's, see, let's see what happens. Maybe they even crack into a Europa League spot. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Let's keep our eye on that. Because right now, they are in that Europa League spot just uh, below Tottenham. It's, it's same points. And, well, Tottenham has a game in hand, so... Maybe let's hold off on putting them in Europa League. Let's 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 see what happens. Now for the game of the season, I'm gonna give it to today. Man U versus Burnley. Just because of what it does to the table. Now, as you mentioned, this campaign has been very competitive and Seeing Man U on top of there just gives the season a bit more spice, I think, in the next couple of fixtures that come along. Um, we've had Liverpool up top there. We've had Tottenham up top there. Now we've got Man U up top there. So we'll see. And they have a leveled with matches played with all the top teams, Liverpool, Leicester, Everton, and they're up by three points. So it was a very, very important game today. And I also feel it was an important game because Pogba got his goal. Now, we all know how prolific Pogba can be. And when he gets in the mood, 
playing alongside your player of the year, Bruno Fernandez. Who knows what can happen, you know? So it should be interesting to see how things shake out. Well, and with all the transfer rumors um, surrounding Pogba recently, he's probably, you know, playing for a payday now too. So he has a little selfish motivation as well. Hey, you always need to ball out in, in your contract year. So if if this transfer window is open, I know Pogba is always balling. That should be interesting. We should we should track how many goals Pogba has during transfer windows compared to uh, when it's not transfer window time. Now, given that my game of the season, goal of the season, giving it to Manuel Lanzini. How can we forget? I, I think uh, it was a bit earlier in the season and Tottenham was up like 3-0, was it? Or 3-1, one of the two. And it seemed pretty comfortable. And I, I, I thought would, Mourinho would see the game out as, as he usually does. You know, he might, some might say park the bus. I like to say play smart. Uh, he might sit there and manage the game, game management. But uh, West Ham didn't let him. West Ham didn't let him. And it was in, I think, the, the 93rd minute. It was four minutes of stoppage time. There might have been about like 20 seconds left. And um, the ball broke out to Lanzini. He was coming up on it in the top of the box. And bam, I think it was with his left foot. No, it was it was his right foot. Upper, upper 90 on the right side. And Lloris could just watch it go in and it didn't amount to a win but it was a draw and it felt like a loss though if you whenever you're up 3-1 and you don't leave with three points it feels like a loss and it was a lovely goal as well the technique on that was fantastic um yeah I, I loved watching that goal I think that was like the first kind of uh moment in the season I'd say so Manuel Lanzini good job yeah, take out those circumstances and that goal is sublime on its own but when it takes away a point um at the death of the match from the team that was at the top of the table at the time it, it really just made it a moment like you said yes yes no it was it was a great goal now for best performance by team i'm going to give it to wolves versus chelsea and uh wolves won that match I think it was uh, 2-1. That was back on December 15th. And that was the game I realized just how lovely Podence and Neto are. I mean, if you see their, their two goals, it's it was incredible. My personal favorite was, was Neto's goal near the end. They might have been already up, but man, his movement and his speed... His awareness it was it was incredible to watch and I, I just enjoyed watching both of them play I've, I've been a big fan ever since and they put in a great performance that game it was fantastic to watch now for best performance by player you're not gonna like this Brian I'm gonna give it to Jack Grealish when they did that to Liverpool and when I say that I mean the 7-2 now Jack Grealish was having a field day Right, this man was loose. Uh, Liverpool had no answer for him. He was going out over there to Robertson. He would go here to everybody. He was in the middle. He was on the left. He was on the right. He was he was everywhere, you know. And and, and you could do nothing about it, which was just so beautiful to watch because he's so skillful, and his shin pads are not even in there. It seems like, and he's just over here tearing up the space. And Liverpool could do nothing but watch. 
and let seven in um it was a great performance by him what do you what do you think about that that pick there you know i absolutely haven't forgotten about that i just wanted to i just wanted to remind you one more time yeah no matter how hard i've tried i can't forget it um but you're absolutely right Grealish was all over the field him and barkley really just ran that midfield but i how do you not enjoy watching Grealish play he makes the game fun it's silky it just looks he just makes it look so easy if you love football you need to watch Grealish, Grealish play so just to run you down player of the year Harry Kane 10 goals 11 assists not much you can say about that team of the year Southampton got 29 points through 17 they had 15 last season best performance Wolves Chelsea uh, by team and then best performance by player obviously Grealish manager we're giving it to Ralph from Southampton game of the season we're, um, I'm going uh, Man U versus Burnley which is kind of a sneaker there I'm not, I don't think a lot of people expected that one yeah I don't think it was on a whole lot of people's radars no no I, I'm, I doubt a lot of people watched it to begin with but it, just because of what it did to the table and, and the story that's all we're about here it's the narrative it's the narrative you know so that was my favorite game and it's the game of the season and goal of the season, we're getting into Manuel Lanzini. Um, looking ahead here, though, what, what do you what do you expect to happen once football comes full swing again? Because right now, there's a little bit of a break, some weird FA Cup schedules going on there. And uh, let's not forget about the Champions League. Uh, I think this fixture schedule is going to get packed. And like I said last week, these teams who have depth are really going to start showing themselves uh, think think what would happen if for example Bruno got injured right and you're having a Champions League game midweek and then you're going right back on a Saturday or Sunday having playing Liverpool or something you know so uh, what do you think what do you think the season uh, kind of looks like moving forward yeah no you're absolutely right with the depth concerns with you know Champions League and Europa League football coming up let's not forget about COVID as well yeah, absolutely that's still affecting teams um, and you know teams when they have that many games they're worried about muscle strains and and bumps and bruises but now they have to worry about a virus in there too um, I think the teams that have the, the best depth in this league have to be Man City and Chelsea you know I think they're gonna be the ones that are able to thrive the most come out of it but I, I still in my heart I don't want to give up on Liverpool either despite their injuries I think Klopp's gonna come back motivated after uh, this little lull on the schedule and really propel the team to where they need to go and you've you've got a, a really interesting matchup coming up next year you play top of the league uh, Manchester United so you got to keep an eye on that one yeah I'll be tuning in Sunday morning absolutely 100% now, to be honest with you, I really don't know what happens moving forward. Um, every time I stick to a team, I'm looking at their points. I'm looking. I'm seeing. Okay, they look good. I see they're like second or third. I'm like, all right, cool. But then I see the matches played, and some weird team has a ma has a game in hand, or they've played like 16 compared to everyone else's 17. So, um, if my gut feeling is I feel like City is going to pick up some serious form and that depth, and that depth. Um, if anybody right now in the top three, uh, Man U, Liverpool City, uh, Leicester City, if anybody c picks up a weird injury or gets on the COVID reserve list, I feel like Manchester City is going to strike. And 
like you mentioned Chelsea as well I'm kind of throwing Chelsea uh, out of contention just because of how poorly Werner and Havertz have performed I, th- I thought they were going to be the edge this season and uh, even Pulisic honestly he's been kind of quiet he had a bit of an injury at the beginning there but I can't remember last time he scored a goal if I'm honest it might be yeah I, I don't know he I, I, I'm expecting him I'm expecting more from him in the second half of the season he's gotta he's gotta show up for the, all the Americans out there he's still my favorite American player but uh, he's gotta pick it up I think um, if if he wants to be seen as, as that guy on the US nat- men's national team I feel like he's gotta start producing some more and it just comes with the territory you know and um, so I see I see City creeping up and if I had to call it right now I would I would hitch my wagon to to just to, to, to sit to the city city bandwagon if, if it's uh, if you're out there I would, I'd like to join just for a little bit until they lose the game and then I'll come back and say uh, I'm not picking them anymore but uh, the depth I think the depth is going to be the difference I also don't want us to forget about Leicester City either um, I think they're one of the, the strongest teams through the middle with that defense and they have prolific prolific guys such as Jamie Vardy scoring goals and James Madison's really came through and scored some poor leagues as well I, I don't know about what it is with Leicester I'm just not convinced yet you know I'm just not convinced yet I don't know I'm not sure but time will tell we'll see what happens that's the beauty of it we'll see what happens thanks for tuning in to the ball airing every Wednesday on Apple iTunes and Spotify let's get the ball rolling see you next week